Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. It's amazing how God made us and He made us in his image and I don't know if you if you know this but God loves beautiful things he made he made the world ah oh. I mean you go to places in the world and it blows your mind away I mean uh, let's be honest if you even 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 places in Sukunda all right which is the high felt there's no mountains here if you're at the right place you can look and say you know what this is beautiful as you look past this beautiful tree and a piece of grass, maybe a dam and you see some animals, uh, imagine how God is going to restore the new earth where you will live if you love him. It's going to be incredible. It's into beautiful things. And he made us to look at things and, and deem it as beautiful and wonderful. Uh, the problem with that is that often the enemy uses that to put us in a great snare. Um, Jesus says in Matthew 6 verse 22 the eye is the lamb of the body the lamp sorry so the eye our eyes your vision is made in a way that when you look you find things pretty or ugly and you are often intrigued by what is beautiful and, and that's why it's amazing to be able to be here tonight and not at home behind the screen and look and see all of you wonderful people because what it does is as i see it my eye is a lamp it does something to my spirit but in the same way the eye and as we are visually stimulated can get us into great trouble you know what occupies our attention is crucial because it will instruct living and worship let me give you one example now don't laugh at me um, this morning I said it on the Zoom call, but they all muted. So I, I knew a lot of people laughed at me, but I, I don't care. I didn't hear it. So, um, But when I was a student, one of the first battles every student, male and female, I guess, fought was the battle of purity, right? To, to bring our bodies to God and hear the gospel that God made us for marriage. And, uh, you know, you thought you went to university to get, have a lot of girls and stuff, and then you get saved, and God says, no, I've called you to be pure. You are mine. And so one of the things we learned, I don't know who's heard about this, is bouncy eyes. Who's heard of bouncy eyes? A few, okay? And so what would happen is, as, as, especially as it would get warmer out of winter into summer, you'd see a group of girls coming around the corner, and it will, you know, it, it's... You just know, they, they must, maybe they have a lot of brains, because there's not a lot of clothes there, all right? And so you know, as soon as they come around the corner, you, you bounce your eyes, okay? And you, you're just interested, and the more they, you know, dressed up to pull attention, the more, you know, you, you look away. And it was, a, it was a practical spiritual discipline that we had to protect our eyes. Um, and it's something every man today would do good when you're on your phone and you're on your computer 
I mean, these things, they just jump up. I, I don't, you know, if, I don't know who does their marketing, but you, you can, I mean, you can watch Scooby-Doo on YouTube and the next moment you've got, and it's bouncy eyes, because here's the thing, we are made in that way. If we dwell on it, it will captivate us for a day or a week. All right. Our eyes are very precious, and if they are consecrated to God, Man, they, they keep our focus. They fix our eyes on him. But if they are led astray, they can get us into great trouble. Uh, who remembers what David did in, one, in 2 Samuel 11 when his friends went up to war? He went onto the roof and it says, and David saw the beautiful Bathsheba. And instead of bouncing, regathering his thoughts, remembering his friend Uriah, saying, Lord, what I just saw you know, visually got my attention, but I put it before your feet. I'm bouncing away. He pursued it. And so what he saw became his sin and, and heaped a lot of sorrows on the man. Uh, there's, a, there's a story a man tells about, I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, all right? Just hold on. I've, I'm going to get to the word now. I only have four scriptures to focus on, but I'm, I'm going to land them quite quickly. Just giving you, some time to think about your eyes. So the, the lady gets invited on a date with an extremely charming man. And her friends, three of them, go to her, sit her down and tell her, listen, we love you very dearly. And it's only because we love you that we tell you this. That man is bad news. He is extremely charming and he breaks the hearts of the girls that falls under his spell. Please consider not going. If you go, have your, guard your heart. Please, we beg you, we love you, we care for you. She hears what her friend says, and she knows they love her. And she says, I, rem I will remember what you said, but I'm going to go on the date. But I will remember, I know that you love me. You've been my friends for years. She goes on the date with the charming man and she realizes immediately, wow, you know, this guy, there is something about him. He is this gentleman. He makes me feel at ease. And he sits, she sits down. She remembers what her friend says that she knows for years, but she's totally lost under the spell of this man. She's known him for 10 minutes. She's known her friends for many years, but in that moment, she opens her heart she allows him to take her heart. What happened there? What her friends said to her was on audio. But what she saw in front of her was on video. Through her eyes. And so what we give our eyes to is very important. We know pornography will hurt our marriage. We know it. But then often men, when it comes on the screen, even though we know it, and we will say it over years, when the visual thing is running, it sometimes overpowers us. It is so important for us to protect our eyes. Isn't that true? For purity. Now David writes a psalm, and he speaks about God lifting him up and, and getting him out of those places where where he feels like he stumbles and, and, and God puts his, his feet on a rock and he explains what happens. 
And I'm going to read, and it's not on the screen, but you can go home and you can read Psalms 40 from verse 6 to 9, those four verses. He says, in sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted. Listen to what he says. He's talking about this challenging time and God is bringing it out. He says, to do tricks for God, to go through emotions, maybe someone placed pressure on you to come to church because that's what Christians do. I'm sorry if that, if that happens to you because God is not interested in your routine. He's interested in your heart. All right. And David speaks about the situation. It looks daunting. He's got enemies. A lot of stuff is going on visually. And he says the following thing. He says, in sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted. Now listen up. But you have given me an open ear. You have given me an open ear. Psalm 40 verse 6. I think in Afrikaans it said, Ik gee my die vermoe om te hoor. And then he goes on, he says, Then I said, Behold, I have come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. So now he discovers God's word and God's words towards him. And it starts to captivate his heart. He goes on in verse 8. He says, I delight to do your will. So he moved from hearing in a difficult time. And he paid attention to God, even though there was a lot of stuff going on. And then he says, my heart is captivated now. I delight to do your will. Your law is in my heart, he says. And then he goes on in verse 9 and he says, I have told the glad news of deliverance in the congregation. See what happens here. It started with an ear that could hear God. A heart that turned to God. And then a person who moved into the congregation to tell of the word of God and it's very important what we see there because this world is visually driven if you open social media you are almost in trouble already if you read the news about corona and the pictures they show you you are in trouble already because you, they just get you into fear and PTSD and all those things if we do not open our ears to hear what the Spirit is saying in our times, we are in big trouble. Because here is what the enemy is saying to people at this moment. It is safer to be right now, while you guys are here, it's safer to be in front of your television behind Netflix than to be in church. That's what the Spirit of the enemy is saying. In the name of safety, Go put the television on and give your eyes for the next five hours to Netflix because that will do you well. Such a lie. Who will help us? Who will intervene? The Holy Spirit will. And when we are visually stimulated, he will cut through our hearing and he will say, Andrew, listen to me. I'm calling you near. Or Mark, I want you to rise up. The first thing is he speaks. He gets your attention. You realize God is speaking with you. Maybe you need a friend or two to speak with, to pray with. 
The second thing is you realize because of visual stimulation and all the things going on that your heart has drifted and you gather your heart again. You say, Lord, I know why it's hard for me to hear you and see you because this is a love relationship, but my heart has drifted. It has become hard. I'm just gathering my heart back to you. And the moment the man's heart gets gathered back to God, he gets gathered back to God's people. Why does God do that? He started, he intervened, starting with hearing, then a heart, so that you can respond to him. And now look, look around you for a moment, just look. Look, look at the people. When you see people worshipping, that's what you see. Now visually, you are seeing a friend worshipping and it encourages you. Now you look up and you see someone's hand in the air and you know that they've been going through a, a tough time, but you see how they're holding on to God and what does it do? It encourages you. It starts with hearing, but then God brings you into a place where he stimulates you visually. We fix our eyes on you. You're holding our complete attention. And so when you're at work and it's not church and no one's worshiping and no one's preaching and it's crazy because your boss, open your ear because he's there. You have given me an open ear. Are you with me tonight? Always busy with you. Busy to help. In Romans 10, it says, faith comes by hearing. Hearing the voice of God. And so I want to just encourage you, it doesn't matter what is happening at the moment in your family, if maybe there is an incredible tough thing, and visually you've seen and you've heard the news, you are overcome, he has given you an open ear. Let him in. And let me tell you what, we don't preach a health and wealth gospel year. You might be going through an extremely difficult time the next four months. Maybe that's the truth. But I'm telling you one thing, you're not going to do it alone. He will instruct you through it. Open your ear. Open your ear because he is going to lead you through it gloriously. Because he loves you so much and he's going to lead you to places maybe moments like tonight maybe some of you are emotional like me tonight just seeing people again at church along the road of working through whatever difficult time you are at god will arrange for you to be encouraged and, car and carried by him and believers in the next while as we are opening church I trust God will prepare hearts. There is people that needs to be in isolation. But we want everyone to step out in faith. So if you have to be at home, do that with faith. What's that going to look like? How are you going to open your ear at home? Who's going to phone you or maybe visit you if you trust someone? But everyone, everyone, everyone now, upon giving our ears to God, have to allow our hearts to be ignited and then we have to move in one way or another and i'll say this again for some people they will have to remain at home still for a while but only with faith 
they have an expectation that God's going to do something very special at home with them, and we're going to have to help them. But for those of us that can, it's, it's a time for us to position ourselves to hear the word of God and see other believers and go out from here in courage. Are you with me tonight? The writer in Hebrews, he says, do not neglect the coming together of the brethren. It's not to take up an offering <laughs> that the believers have to come together. Not in this church. We have to come together so that we can be stimulated with all of our senses in the faith of a God who loves us as individuals and through one another. So we need to allow God to grab our attentions and maybe cancel Netflix. Because lockdown is over in one sense. Amen. When Jesus knew this, when he took out the communion, and I'm still not sorry I mentioned your name this morning. I don't know how we're going to do it. We're going to do communion next week, one way or another. Even if each one have to open their own biscuit pocky or something, we'll, we'll find a way. Maybe we can get King Judah to, to hand it out because he's socially distanced because of his mask. But when Jesus speaks to his disciples, he says, guys, it's going to be hard for you, but I want you to do this in remembrance of me. Break bread. Look at it. It's in your hand. Can you feel it? Remember my body on the cross. Now put it in your mouth and, and let your senses taste that piece of bread because I'm going to really die for you. And I want you to remember it. And so sometimes when we are just experiencing such an incredible tough time, we need to break away into our kitchen and, and get a piece of bread and, and a piece of juice and have communion. You alone or you and your wife, but you have to just break away from all the lies from the enemy and all the discouragement, the stuff that person at work said about you and your future and, 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 and you are just captivated by And the enemy's got you in the corner and he's panel beating you there. Sometimes we need to break out and get our eyes on something that takes us to the cross. You know, when I look at, at, at Brown, it takes me to the cross. You know why? Because a few years back, he didn't serve God. He was caught up in a dark place, and he can tell his own testimony. But he was very far from God. And so when I see him, it's a kind of communion. I remember the cross, and I'm encouraged. Thank you, bro. And when I look across the room, I see people that at one stage came to the cross of Jesus. And I'm like, Lord, I can overcome that challenge in my life because I also have those. And then Jesus says, take the wine. And when you, when you see it and you smell it and you taste it, remember, this is my blood that I will shed for you. I think in closing tonight, I want to tell you that it doesn't matter where you are at tonight or what's happening in your family. If you feel totally overwhelmed, he has given you an ear to hear. And what he wants to say to you, open, open the Bible and start reading the word of God. Because some of the things he's just going to 
say to you straight out of his words and maybe as you read a scripture and you ask him what does this mean for me he will whisper comforting words in your in your ear but he has given you an open ear and it is so that you will not be alone and discouraged he loves you very much he's calling each one of us to present our lives to him again and even if you are saved for many years to go and be reminded and speak to god and say lord i'm I want to also talk to you about my sins again. I just want to say, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry that I, that I spoke to my wife in that way. And I'm sorry when I, when I said this. I didn't realize it, but it was, not, it was a half-truth. And, and I will you just, can I just come to you again? Just wash me and forgive me. And when you hear with that ear he's given you, he'll say, forgive you, my son. You come and present your sin to me. He's faithful and just to forgive us. Amen. He's busy with us and he's definitely shifting us now. Shifting us because there's a world out there who's uh, broken and alone. And for some of you, you will cross paths and have done it as well before with people that if God does not send you into that life, then they will be in great trouble. Because he's using us to go out and take the good news. So let's do it. Let's do it. Amen. I'm enjoying it tonight. I want to pray for us tonight. And, and what I want you to do is um, afterwards we, we're going to do a little bit of a, a breakout. So what we do is we just turn our chairs. If you are with your wife, that's fine. And, and I just want you to reflect on anything that God has saying to you tonight maybe through the worship or through the message anything that you can take back into your life or into your marriage and just reflect with a person if you are a married couple and you guys are locked up alone maybe connect with another married couple if you want to or with another person just to just to uh, have a fresh conversation but lord we just want to thank you that when we give you our ears and our hearing, we come to you and we don't want to hear old wives' tales. We don't want to hear a quick, soft answer that maybe our flesh desires. We come to you for truth. We come to you for life. And Jesus, if the truth is that there's a few people here that it's going through a difficult time and it might continue for a while that they will experience the glorious presence of the Holy Spirit intervening in that situation as you walk with them and teach them and tra train them through their difficult time. And I pray, Lord, that no one will suffer alone in this place. If there's anyone, Lord, that's going through an incredible difficult time, that they will reach out to someone. We can experience the God who is with us Lead us, Lord. You are a good God. And we respect you and we love you, Lord. Amen. Amen. I want to ask you to turn to someone, maybe turn your chair around. If you are here as a family, you guys can sit together if you want to. But just turn to someone and, and, and just ask them, hey, what are you hearing? What are you reflecting on? Uh, what is... Uh, God laying on your heart, what is your emotions?
Awesome.